0: Welcome to Rebel Health Radio, bringing the best in alternative and integrative medicine to your ears. Hello, it's Patricia Warby, Alchemy Therapies, and my emotional audit here. And today I want to talk about a very important subject, which is weight gain and stress. Something I can personally talk about, because over the years, I've certainly put on weight. And uh, it got to the point actually recently where it was quite worrying and my cholesterol levels were going up and I was in danger of being pre-diabetic. And um, clearly, you know, I'm not massively overweight, but I'm a lot heavier than I used to be. And it's something I've been looking into. And I wanted to share with you the missing factor that a lot of people don't understand and that a lot of the diet industry completely ignores. And and that is the effect of a constant stress response in the body, okay? And many people have this and don't even know they have it. They're wired for a threat that may have occurred in their childhoods. It may be an ongoing threat in their system because they're highly sensitive and they're not in a conducive environment. But what it does at a hormonal level is it creates, firstly, stress creates an adrenaline response. And that's where, you know, you're prepared for action for that fight and flight response. So your pupils uh, will will dilate because you're looking for danger. Uh, Your blood is pumped away from your internal organs to your muscles. So, you know, you can feel quite jittery. Um, You're ready to run. And that's entirely normal. But stress is meant to be transient. We are animals And we were designed to have short term stresses. You know, we would meet a bear in the woods and we would either have to fight or run. Uh, We were not designed for these kind of long term chronic stresses of, you know, uh, financial stress, relationship stress, problems at work, difficulties, perhaps with your own uh, health, you know, the fear of being ill and having to go for tests and so on which is very drawn long drawn out in in many cases because of the way the medical system works. So there's a lot of long-term chronic stress. And this is really what I focused on in my book, the scar that won't heal was looking at these long-term effects of chronic stress. So we're not talking about the transient problem, like an exam or a driving test or something like that. We're talking about what you carry within your body as an ongoing hormonal response called the stress response. Now we've talked about adrenaline, but there's another really important hormone and that's cortisol. Now cortisol is meant to come along after adrenaline. There's a sort of pattern. Uh, Adrenaline is like the first responder, if you like. And cortisol is the, the hormone that kind of tidies it all up at the end. And what it does is it opposes the action of insulin, actually. So, When I said adrenaline causes, you know, blood to rush to the muscles, it also causes the release of uh, sugars from your cells to power your muscles. And so your blood, your blood sugar rises. Now what insulin is supposed to do is take the blood sugar down because it, it takes the sugars out of the blood and pumps them back into the cells, but cortisol opposes that action. Okay. And so it keeps your blood sugar high, which is obviously what was happening to me Um. And, you know, cholesterol, uh, the, the cholesterol measurement that doctors do kind of measures the damage of, of those high blood sugars because it really damages your circulatory system and cholesterol comes along to try and repair the damage. And so uh, if you have high cholesterol, you likely have high blood sugar, too. OK, so you've you've got terrible actions of long term cortisol. Right, Cortisol is meant to be the, the mopping up action. And what tends to happen, though, with people with chronic stress and who don't even know they have chronic stress is that cortisol levels remain remain high. And what that does is it actually destroys your muscle mass. Have you ever noticed that as you get older, um, your muscle mass decreases? Well, this is the reason. And of course, muscles burn energy. So that is a problem in itself because then your metabolic rate is going down. The other thing it does, unfortunately, and this is really very serious for for many women in particular, is it inhibits your thyroid gland. Okay, and your thyroid gland is sort of butterfly shaped gland just around your windpipe about here. And it's really involved in controlling your metabolic rate, how fast you burn sugars in your cells. Now, if your thyroid is low, um and you can get that measured by your doctor, they'll they'll do various tests to measure your thyroid hormone levels. Um, it It's actually not sending signals to the rest of your body to, to burn your energy. And so your metabolic rate goes right down and your fat storage increases because if you can't burn the sugars, you've got to convert them to fats and store them somewhere. The body has a limited range of things it can do to solve this problem. And so we start to get fatter. And that's what happens to many, many people. Now, it, it particularly, it has to be said women, as, as women have more fat cells to start with anyway, you tend to get fat in certain areas, okay, it's not evenly distributed, You tend to get fatter around the middle, generally, sometimes the hips and thighs. Um, and it's this visceral fat, what's called visceral fat, that is the most dangerous for your long-term health. So it's fat under the skin isn't that worrying. Um, but fat around the middle is, is the real issue. So these long-term consequences are ignored completely by di- the diet industry, you know, who just say you need more willpower, you need more willpower, you need to stick to these diet, you know, sheets that they they hand out and um, restriction is is what they promote. You know, you don't eat uh, fatty foods. Uh, this is a real misunderstanding and one which, if you agree with me, please like. Um, fat does not cause you to be fat. It's sugars that cause fat, right? For reasons I've just explained. So, cutting out fat and eating low-fat foods actually makes you crave because you're not getting uh, signals of satiety, in other words, that you feel full, because that's what fat gives you, you carry on eating. So you get more and more cravings for carbs. That changes your your gut flora. I talked about that in a previous video, your microbiome changes. You then get signals to your brain, which tells you you need to eat more. And so the cravings increase. Um, So we really have, we have such a a multidimensional issue here that's not being addressed conventionally. Now, how do stress signals arise? Well, mainly they arise through unresolved emotional imprints that happen to you through childhood and If you look at some of the stuff that 's out there um, online and you see people you know who are having virtual relationships because they 're so ashamed of their own bodies and Um, This is the world we inhabit now where people actually grew up feeling bad about themselves for whatever reason. Maybe their parents weren't supportive. Maybe they were bullied at school. Maybe they looked different or were different in some way. Uh, That's certainly the case for me. You know, growing up, um, I got bullied. So it's it's an insidious problem, really, that that we get told that we're no good and we believe it. That's the, the issue really, is that those signals get internalized and, and the beliefs that that creates actually translate physiologically to down-regulate these body systems, these physiological systems that would normally uh, regulate your thyroid, um, control what's going on in your brain so that you don't have cravings. And one final thing is that it, it actually This high cortisol level destroys parts of your hippocampus, which are the memory center in your brain, and so may actually destroy the evidence of what happened to you. So you may have amnesia for things in your childhood. And so you may truly believe you had an okay childhood and there was no major trauma, but you've misremembered and you've forgotten a large part of where your emotional needs were not met. And here I'm not blaming parents. Parenting is really tough. All right. And it doesn't come with a manual, but there are really strong indicators that childhood experience is the single most important factor in determining your health outcomes as an adult. And that was that was talked about in the ACE studies in in the early 2000s, adverse childhood experiences. And they're extremely common. I'm not going to talk more about that here. I've done many videos on ACEs. But just to understand that most childhoods have unmet emotional needs, OK, it's, it's a normal thing. And how you metabolize, how you dealt with that, how you perceived yourself from it can actually have a very strong link with addictions, um, uh, being overweight and basically physiologically and psychologically being a little bit out of balance. And, and in fact, the original ACE study, this is this is an interesting point was one that came about quite by chance, really, because they wanted to investigate in America why people on a weight loss program um, did really, really well while they were on the weight loss program. And then when the program stopped, many of them just put all the weight back on and more. And when they asked the question, how was your childhood? And more specifically, they asked 10 very important questions. They found this amazing correlation with people who had more than one adverse childhood experience correlated very strongly with the group that, that put all the weight back on. And so this is not addressed in, in the diet industry at all. And nobody talks about the the psychology of past experience. They might talk to you about, you know, how to control your cravings and how to distract yourself. And, you know, so the psychology is touched upon, but nobody's looking at the trauma. And, and in fact, trauma is a big word, isn't it? It's a scary word, but it, trauma is anything that overwhelms you that you have not processed so that your brain knows it's over. If your brain does not know uh, the, the bullying or the name calling or the lack of support and love that you received are over, then it's going to continually trigger this stress response, high cortisol and all the effects we've just seen. But look, this is reversible. All right. And one of the things I do is I help people overcome these past experiences. And I do it in a way that is somatic. In other words, I use the body's responses to teach the brain that that response is over and therefore that they are safe in their bodies finally. When that happens, cortisol can then come down. And and that's what I've been doing for other people as well as myself. And and it's a fascinating uh, approach. And I would love to teach you more about it. So please, if you've got any questions, any comments, please subscribe if you like the content, because I really, I do read all the comments and I do rely on people like you to show me interest. Thank you so much for listening. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. hope you enjoyed listening to rebel health radio do subscribe and look forward to catching you soon